0: Like as somebody who's starting out, like why do I need a fractional CFO versus just having a like QuickBooks and p- my P&L?
1: Well, I mean, you need everything. Yeah. You need QuickBooks in your p when you start for sure. But that's having the data. So mm-hmm. the first step of anything is just getting access to the data and knowing where to find it. I, I equate it to going to your doctor and getting your blood work done, knowing where you stand, knowing what the numbers are are when they're sitting there. Mm-hmm. The difference though is having somebody on your team, and that could be called a fractional CFO. It could be called a tax strategist, an advisor. I can get into like the different labels for these people, but mm-hmm. but basically you need to have somebody who is of the, of the right expertise and understands your business to help you translate what's on that paper into what you need to go do about it. So with blood work in particular, I bring that up because I went and got my blood work done this year. I looked at the numbers and I go, what the F is this even Mm -hmm. saying? Because I just see like 2.8. Is that good? What's good? (laughs) And I go, (laughs) and then I went, you know what? This is how my clients feel. Because I said, you know what? They don't know what's good. What should Mm -hmm. I be striving for? You know, I see these numbers. It's like weighing yourself and going, what do I want to be? And, and going, I see these numbers. They're neutral what should I do with this information? And then that's how I explain what we do is we turn those data into decisions. We say, okay, this is what the numbers are telling you. Do you like that story, that narrative, or do you not like it? How can we change it? What would you like to do to move toward your goals in your business or personally? How can we help you do that? So it's bridging that gap between the the data and the numbers and knowing what they are to knowing what to do with them. That's how I would describe it.
0: Mm. And how long does it typically like how, mu- how much data do I need to have before you're able to make a good decision?
1: It depends on oof, it depends on the decision. So like, yeah. I'll get I'll use an example. Mm-hmm. Someone says, Shannon, I want to hire somebody I want to hire an operations manager for my business. Mm. It's okay, great. What do you think they're going to cost you? Where are they going to be based? Are they virtual? How much salary would they command? Are they part time, full time? All the the technical operational yeah. questions, right? So assuming you know, all, all those answers, we say, okay, we need to carve out, you know, Two thousand to three thousand a month to hire this person on contract on like a fractional basis. Okay, cool. So based on that, I would put it into as a cash flow forecast and say, okay, if we put this into your cash flow and we add this into your expenses into your burn, what is that going to do to your cash reserve? What is that going to do to your profitability? What is that going to do for the timeline Mm -hmm. it will take you to reach your goal? So like, if your goal was to bring home X dollars a month in profit. It's going to take you another month to get to that point. Are you okay with that? You know, things mm-hmm. like that to say, what is what is our reality going to look like if we add this person into our team? If we take someone out of the team, if we pay someone more, so-and-so is asking for a raise, can we can we kind of put that on the whiteboard and say, what's going to happen if I say yes to this? Mm-hmm. Or how can we rework commissions to make sure our margins are, are the same? We're not losing money. We're not pouring water into a hole or a yeah. bucket with holes in it. So that that's the type of stuff that it depends on the decision you want to make. But we start with the questions the founder has and say, how can we answer them with the numbers? Because if you look at, it's so overwhelming. If you if I say, look at your P and L balance sheet and cash flow for, cash flow statement every single month, mm-hmm. then you're going to read them. Great.
0: Yeah. Then, but then but now you what? won't
1: know you yeah. won't know what to pull out of them. It's like going to Target without a shopping list. You're going to walk in, wander aimlessly, walk out forgetting what you came in for. And spending a bunch of money and time. So so I say you have to go in with the shopping list of this month, I would really like to know A, B, and C. And then that is where we can say, okay, if you want to learn this, this is where you want to look. Like, am I profitable? I want you to look at your gross profit. Divide that by your sales to get your gross margin. Mm -hmm. And I want you to look at your net profit. Divide that by sales and get your net margin. And I want you to compare that to last month and compare that to last quarter and last year. That's going to help me a ton in kind of concluding where you're heading. But everything will be a very specific zoom in so that mm-hmm. it's not overwhelming.
0: That's so good. And I feel like a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, they probably don't even look at their QuickBooks anyway. So right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's so beneficial uh, to to have this side of it because the sooner for us personally, when we got started uh, and when I even moved into the COO role, you know, sorry, Ryan, but we, we really didn't have a ton of insight into Uh, you know, how, where this revenue was coming from, where we were bleeding cash. We had so many different subscriptions and all this other stuff that like, and because good times really mask a lot of issues. And we're so blessed that we have such a great sales and marketing engine that we were able to get by probably a lot easier than a lot of other companies are. So, you know, when you are coming into a business, Like, how do you effectively like and again, I know it's such a broad question, but I'm asking for me personally. Like, how do you come in and like stop the bleeding or and stop like the like where do you start essentially?
1: Yeah, well, I start with with the business owner's perception Mm -hmm. because it's not always correct by the facts. So it's kind of how are you feeling? I feel like we're bleeding cash. Okay, I can't deny their feelings. Their feelings are valid. Their feelings are facts that mm-hmm. they feel that way. Yeah. But I said, okay, how do you feel? What is causing you to reach out to me, right? There's usually some type of thing that happens. They pick mm-hmm. up the phone and say, okay, Shannon, finally, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's either a big tax bill or something happens, right? So it's usually something's on their mind that they want to settle. And we want to get a quick win on a particular area of the business to close it up. But if I'm looking overall, I look at how do you feel the business is going? Do you feel like you're growing? Do you feel like you're at the pace you want to be at? Um, because that that informs a lot. And I think that not enough accountants start with, how do you feel? Because that you have to reconcile that with the facts. Because if you're telling someone what the numbers are saying and they don't feel that way, they're going to resist you. So yeah. you have to create this like connection between how you feel and what's actually happening, and they understand how to connect those two things. So there's that piece of it. But I would actually look at, holistically at um, core profitability, cash flow, all the things that are tactically what you should be looking at. But I, I really have to focus on the unique goals of the founder and say, mm-hmm. what are you trying to accomplish with this business? Is this something you want to grow and scale? Do you want to use this as a job to cash flow your lifestyle and you know, or do you want to use it to create money to invest in real estate, create money to invest in your retirement, you know, create money to send your kids to private school, whatever that may look mm-hmm. like. And what is what does success look like to you so I know that we're not all chasing the same goals. Uh, it's very much like a health journey. It's like, are you trying to climb Mount Everest, do an Ironman, or just <laughs> like finish a five k? Like all of those are successful, but you know, I want to know where they're at.
0: So, what are you trying to do with your business?
1: That's a great question. I'm actually uh, so my favorite thing about my business is that it's not a traditional accounting firm. I proudly have only twelve clients. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I get to go deeper with them. So what I'm trying to do with my business is turn the typical accounting model on its head and say, this can work too, by going deeper with less people as opposed to surface level with a ton of people. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of accounting firms are very um, transactional. They will do the the tax paperwork, the bookkeeping, and they will do it for hundreds of business owners and just get the tasks done. But I say, well, what if I just did everything for the business? And I did everything they need and was that resource for them and went deep and not wide. So that's what I want to do functionally. But how I want to build my business is where I can spend the time I want to and have that choice. I love what I do. I don't want to just own the business and hire a GM to manage it. I want to be part of it. Um, I want to do my podcast. It's my favorite thing I do. It's called Keep What You Earn, my favorite part. And I want to teach. I want to have an outlet to be able to teach people more about money and empower them and in order to do that, I have to generate the cash flow from the business to hire an amazing team. But that is what success looks like to me is really running a business that I could package up, I could maybe even sell the method one day on how we mm-hmm. do it. But to be determined, right now, it's a really fun way to make an impact.
0: That's great. And so by going deep, are do you plan on bringing on more clients? Or are you just really happy just kind of Sticking with your twelve, and mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's just no ambition to like grow how much bigger.
1: Oh, we have we have ambition oh, to grow, it. but it's a uh, yeah, we have ambition to grow. But what I'm saying is, um, sorry, I have a twelve client capacity. I'm not at that capacity yet, but oh, I see. what uh, I'm at about eight now, okay. so we have room for more. But that is the point at which I would have to hire another person. So I would have to Mm -hmm. hire another CFO to help me or another team member. And when we get to that point, which would be amazing, we will uh, cross that bridge when we get there and hire someone. But I I love having a small team. I do not want to have a, you know, 50 person CFO, you know, operation. I just picture Mm -hmm. these tables of all these people working and I just don't want to create what I used to work in. I don't want to create a, an environment where people are pressured to work late or where it becomes transactional. That's really important to me to keep Mm -hmm. it, uh, Keep it personal. Keep it intimate with the clients. That's really the most important thing. And if we can find a way to do that while also growing, that's optimal.